welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, this is um, this is going to be a very fascinating show <laughs> because of my guests, not so much because of me, but because we're going to be talking about a subject that, you know, it's almost hard to believe that we're going to be talking about it because it's hard to believe that uh, that this is happening in a good way. Um, the title of the show is China, COVID Laws Are Final Straw, Sparking pro- uh, Protest Against Communism. Now, you probably have seen, you know, online or in the news, uh, the protests that are going on in China. And it's not just protesting about the draconian COVID uh, rules, laws that have been put in place, uh, with this kind of outrageous idea of having zero COVID, but it's the fact that it's it's really broader than that. It is really that the Chinese people are um, are speaking out, are protesting, are in the streets, um, you know, saying basically down with the government, wanting a more democratic kind of government, and. Um, I never, uh, well, let me introduce my guest and then I'll say, I never expected, uh, certainly not at this time, to see that. And I think it's a wonderful and exciting uh, development. My guest is Nan Su. He's a senior investigative reporter for the Epic Times with an eye and focus on Chinese politics and government deception. Nan is highly knowledgeable in a variety of subjects, including the coronavirus and all things happening overseas. His reports have run on the Epic Times for some time now and gained a following based on his expertise to delivering thorough results. And if you're not familiar with the Epic Times, I suggest that you become familiar because it's so refreshing to have such honest reporting and uh, covering all kinds of subjects. Um, so, Nan, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Dr. Carol. Uh, thank you for having me today. You're welcome. I was, you know, when I turned on, uh, I guess I saw it first online um, and read the stories, the news online, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I thought, um, I mean, <laughs> just because um, in from what I've seen, um, the communists, the, the communist Chinese Communist Party has such a has had such a hold on China um, that it seemed almost impossible, and yet, lo and behold, there are the people, and they're not stopping. Right? So, tell us about it. Yeah, the the protests in the last few days uh, uh, were definitely the largest protest ever since 1989 Tiananmen Square massacre. Uh, if people still remember, in 1989, uh, Tiananmen Square massacre, uh, Chinese Communist regime sent tanks, uh, soldiers with machine guns um, uh, to Tiananmen Square and crash the democratic uh, movement of the students. Right. So uh, in the last few days, the Chinese people have been, you know, basically they say, well, enough is enough. They don't want this zero COVID policy. They took to, to the street and they protest. Now, uh, real, realistically, if you watch them, uh, the, all the protests closely, you can see that people joining the protest, uh, with different reasons. Uh, there are uh, people there, you know, basically say financially it's not su- sustainable for them anymore because they are locked down home while these all these uh, uh, COVID uh, zero COVID policy in, um, people they are they're working for government they get a pay but some of the people they lock down in the home they they don't work they don't they can't get a work they financially that's just not sustainable so there are people there for financial economical reasons and there are also people there you know really protest for political freedom uh they want the freedom of speech and they want the democracy and that's why the symbol of the all this uh, large scale protest it's the blank paper people everywhere holding a blank paper because they say well we have a lot of things we want to say we just cannot speak out 
we were not able to put it down. Um, so that you know, that's why people start calling these uh, protests a uh, uh, blank paper revolution. Um, and also there are protests they are clearly uh, speak out saying Communist Party to step down, Chairman Xi to step down. So, uh, so you can you, you have a you know a, all different you see the, all different reasons that people joining the protest. At this moment, we don't know if you know in the future that you know in the next step of what's going to happen. If one of these reasons will become the leading cause or or the charging statement of the whole movement, we don't know that. But however, uh, just a few hours ago, Xinhua News, that's official mouthpiece of Chinese Communist regime, that published an article stating that there are anti-government enemy force behind the protest. So that's a very bad signal over there. Um, you know, what does that mean, anti-government forces? Who are those people? Uh, as usual, they don't identify because, uh, they, you know, usually that's what happened. They'll make a blank statement and then later they will apply wherever they want to apply to. Uh -huh. That's, that's a typical in China. Uh, and, or if you look, if you look back in 2019, before the, uh, the government started cracking down the pro-democracy movement in Hong Kong, they did make a, a, a statement saying it was a CIA behind the Hong Kong pro-democracy movement. So now they are, you know, making the statement, maybe meaning they want to, uh, take a very hard stand. Uh, you know, we also see there are, uh, different local governments or uh, issue uh, documents saying they want to continue this zero COVID policy. So, um, you know, before they were having the blank papers, there was a time when they did have, I, I saw um, they had like down with, or I don't remember the exact words, but they said the CCP, they said she, um, they did have names on the papers. And then I guess what happened that they then, had it blank like were they was someone going after them more if they well in in china uh if you live in china you can you will see that uh, uh you, you it, it it's no secret it's you know it's a, basically everyone knows you can call xi jinping his name when you make a comment about him <laughs> so i i personally interview a, a chinese uh, uh internet police uh, he flew out of china and came to the united states i interviewed him like a year ago uh maybe a 18 months ago, and it was a surprise that he told me there were more than 35,000 symbols or nicknames, all combination of a symbol of nicknames for Chairman Xi. Huh. 35,000. <laughs> yeah. I think about this. You know, people to trying to avoid the censorship when they you know uh, try to talk about him. So they, they use different symbols. So he, that's how you can see what's what's what the kind of a censorship that's going on uh in, in China. Uh-huh. Now um this um started and uh, let me just interrupt for a minute. I've been to China. Uh, it was a while ago. I went there with my mother and we it was it was you know um maybe 20 years ago something like that. And um it was beautiful. I remember the pandas <laughs> and the food <laughs> and the beautiful um buildings and so on. But um uh we were in a hotel. I don't remember the name of it, but we were in a hotel and uh, we were on a tour, and so we were in a hotel, and um, there was an, a government official on the, the floor, on each floor of the hotel, you know, somebody sitting at a desk, like watching um, who was going in and out and so on. It was very, uh, a very frightening kind of feeling. Well, that's kind of a feeling they try to uh, send to the public. Uh, yesterday, last night, there was a lot of uh, security personnel and police officers uh, around those uh, uh, protests, the cities, you know, cities with a large uh, scale protest. 
Uh, so people uh, can sense this, you know, this tension on the street. Is the tension is in the air, uh, and also you can see the police uh, are arresting people. Um, so uh, we don't know what is the what the next move the Chinese regime is going to take. And let's talk about you know how the what the what the um, particular even though you know obviously these feelings have been. Uh, fomenting for quite some time, but it seems like, or at least um, what I read there, are particularly attributing it, the, the final breaking point was when there was a fire and 10 people died. So could you talk about that? Uh, yes, uh, that's uh, the fire that uh, um, took uh, took place on uh, the evenings, uh, in, in the evenings of November 24th uh, in Wurumuchi, city that's the capital city of xinjiang autonomous region uh people uh if you're familiar with the genocide taking place in china that's that's the region where uyghurs live there's high-rise apartment building uh the fire started from the 17th floor or went all the way up to the 21st floor now uh the initial official report came out uh released based on the report said you know 10 people died 18 people injured but quickly after the official report was released, that you know, uh, uh, people start you know sending um, uh, messages to expose uh, the facts about the fire. Uh, some people say thirty-four people die. Some people say uh, forty-four people die. Uh, the number varies, uh, and but most of the reports said that uh, uh, there were close to three hundred people injured, and more importantly. People start posting the pictures, photos on the social media platform showing the fire escape exit was locked. It was locked. You know, put people couldn't get out. So that really triggered the widespread anger, which directly, uh, uh, pretty much that that was the trigger for all the protests. Uh, uh quickly spread around. Yes. Well, you know, yes, it seems like um, that would make sense that uh, it would be it was more and and um, more people it, it dead and injured um, to, to bring out this big such a big protest. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about because this isn't, you know, these this lockdown, um, as you started to say, you know, it's been really taking a toll on people. I mean, I've seen pictures of um, of neighborhoods that are locked down and where people can't go out to get food and no, no less go to work. I mean, they can't go to work either, but they can't even go out. Like there's there were rushes on certain um, supermarkets and so on because they were told that there was going to be a, another lockdown. Tell us about that kind of ongoing problem. Well, the ongoing lockdowns been there ever since the beginning of the the COVID, right? So uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, so, uh, communities being locked down or buildings being locked down, and then then people. Some of the areas you can see the the authority will send out tickets to each family, and then you have a. Uh, you, you you need to use the ticket to get out like once uh, for one one person per family maybe once a week or once two days yeah. to go go out to to go to a center center located location of the community to pick up the groceries that you order they will deliver there then you can go uh, pick pick it up um now there's uh and even this year just that that was uh, earlier uh that was uh, like a year ago now um just a few months ago in uh during the shanghai lockdown the, uh, uh uh between march april and may there were horrible stories uh, uh people learn for example there's a one uh retail center it's a uh, i'm sorry uh, there's a wholesale center uh, basically it's a building uh with a, a lot of a wholesale business uh, working in that building now because just because they have uh, a couple cases of uh testing positive they actually lock down the whole building so the people have to stay inside the building that's oh, not yeah. your home that's your office for two weeks. For two weeks, you sleep and eat 
in in your own office for two weeks, and then it, it was in well, it was in offices, but also wasn't it sometimes um, in stores? Or is, I thought that's what you were talking about. It's like a store, and they all of a sudden locked it down, so all these strangers were locked in this building. Uh, that's that's right. Uh, there are horrible stories of that because the Chinese government have this health code that's tied into everybody's cell phone, right? So you don't know uh, how your cell phone is going to turn turn color, maybe turn ye- uh, yellow or red, and you know the the color because uh, they have the way because they tie everybody's cell phone together. They know exactly who you were with in the last 28, 40, uh, 24, 48 hours, right? If one person, you know, tests positive, then they will they will immediately be able to identify who this person were with in the last 24, 48 hours. So everyone in contact with this person, their health code will turn the color. So some, that's that makes things extremely uh, difficult because say if you you are in the entrance of uh, uh, any place the public place they will check your house code you don't know but you you when, when you go there all of a sudden your your house code turn uh, change the color just because you're in contact with someone uh-huh. you know, in the last couple of days so who, uh, his uh, color uh, he tested positive, right? So there are horrible stories that people, you know, shopping in the shopping mall, and then just because some somebody's uh, house color change color, house code change color, then they lock down the whole uh, shopping mall. Then there's a, a that uh, what even worse is there was a, another story. There was a construction site with more than twenty construction workers. Just be just because one guy tested positive, in, uh, that's in Shanghai. They actually locked that uh, that all this construction crew at the construction site for two weeks. Wow. Think about how those people are going to live their life at the construction site. Wow. <laughs> well, we um we have uh we're about to have to take a break, um, so I don't want to have to interrupt you in the middle of something. We will come back to this when we come back. My guest is Nan Sue. He is the senior investigative reporter for the Epic Times. And uh, we're talking today about China and the COVID laws that were the final straw and sparked the current protest. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. 
If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, where we're talking today about China. Amazing, fascinating, wonderful things going on there where people are protesting. Um, as my guest, Nan Su, just described, some people are protesting because of the heart. Well, it's all related to this idea of trying to make China zero COVID, which is really a uh, scientifically, I don't think that that's a possible thing to do. But um, but some people are involved in these uh, protests because the laws, the draconian laws that the Communist Party in China have uh, created have really um, caused people to lose their job, to not be able to go da- out to work and to not be able to go out to buy food other than in a very restricted kind of way and so on, and making horrible, horrible um situations, living situations. Um, And of course, other reasons why there is this blank paper revolution is because of uh, having had enough of communism and wanting a democracy. So um, we're going to go back, um, let's, to the beginning (laughs) of COVID. Um, I started to um, ask Mr. Uh, Nansu before, during the break, about um, the lab leak and what he can tell us about that. And and he just was mentioning something else that was interesting as well, uh, having come to Washington, D.C. to try to warn people in February of 2020 what was coming. So tell us all about that. Well, I remember uh, in uh, uh, February of 2020, I was in Washington uh, taking interviews from a lot of the radio uh, programs uh, uh, nationally syndicated talking about the coming pa- pandemic. You know, there are some uh, radio hosts that actually try to correct me. Oh, are you talking about pandemic? That's probably an epidemic. Are you using the wrong word? And, oh, wow. and, yeah. and also, I remember it was really funny. There was a, there was a, it was a talk, you know, the talk show, the pe- there were people calling. There was a one guy actually calling in one of the talk shows. They say, well, COVID is something that only Asian is going to get. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that was the, actually the time that we, because we uh, very early on in the beginning, we know. There was a cover up of the of the lab leak. Leak, you know, Kirk, uh, you know, uh, it's obviously it's a lab leak. Uh, that that's for sure. But we just now we just don't know what was the reason. You know, they have this uh, COVID virus in the lab. That's that's the part we don't uh, we don't have enough evidence yet. Uh, uh, it, it was in the late. Uh, we have found the Epoch Times have discovered the um, uh, documents from different level of local governments in China back in December uh, of twenty nineteen. They already saying you know there is a, a there is a, a, a this virus coming. They are preparing for the virus coming, and. Uh, uh, Wuhan City CDC actually issue an uh, internal memo and asking people to identify uh, uh, a new pneumonia. That's what they say at that time. Um, now uh, that's why following that internal memo, there's eight doctors uh, in Wuhan City. They actually put uh, on their social media platform and warn their friends and families there's a new SARS, there's a new possible SARS outbreak that's coming. They thought that's a SARS, right? Oh, and, yeah. And all of them were immediately arrested. And in fact, on January 1st of 2020, the CCTV, that's the central uh, Chinese communist Rujin uh, TV station, uh, the Rujin's mouthpiece basically broadcasted uh, that all these eight doctors admit you know, they were released, but before they were released, that they were forced to admit and sign the papers, uh, admit that they are spreading rumors and they yeah. they were forced to make a promise that they are not going to spread the rumor again. Oh, wow. 
So and that- I remember that there was this one, the first man, one of those doctors who ultimately died of, of COVID. And he was like the first one who started warning his friends. And right. Yes, that's Dr. Li, uh, Li Wenliang. Uh, he died, I believe that was uh, February the 13th uh, because he was uh, infected. Uh, by the COVID and 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 at that time, you know, all around we have still a lot of people really naive about the Chinese Communist regime. But guess what? Taiwan's government was the smartest because they had they had a you know bad experience dealing with China. They know that Chinese regime lie because they had experience back in two thousand three when the SARS outbreak took place in China. So Taiwan, as soon as they learn, you know, there's something going on over there in mainland China, they immediately send their medical team to China. I believe that. So, so they start uh, react uh, very early on. I believe that's like a January 15. They already had a public hearing, you know, holding news conference and, you know, doing all that kind of a thing, trying to prevent the, the outbreak coming to Taiwan. So they did the best uh, during the uh, during uh, in the last two years. They, they actually uh, in a much better shape than the rest of the world. So where did um, the CCP get the idea that it is possible to attain zero COVID? Uh, well, ever since the beginning, okay, the, this has come with the two different, uh, several reasons they are still trying to enforce the uh, the zero COVID. From the very beginning, they they you know they base they basically lock down the either the 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 building or the community or maybe the whole city or even the whole province, right? That's what they start doing. Then now in the last couple of years, because they you know this lockdown because of the zero COVID policy, now the CCP uh, has has seen that you know lower total case total number of cases infected in china comparing the rest of the world now so what happened is the the, the communist regime has you know operate its propaganda machine using the comparison of the total case either death case of all the total infected cases in china with the free world saying see this is the advantage of the communist system. Mm-hmm. So they they have been you know trying to brainwash people this way. But however, you know, at the end, the, the Western world has learned enough to to make a coexist with the COVID. But they you know they they kind of stuck. They cannot come back to you know to learn the Western way because they will basically prove they were wrong. Right, there was no, there was no advantage of the communist system. Uh-huh. They, they don't want to back, back off from that position. And plus, what happened is just like last week, uh, you know, China is a big soccer country. You know, people really into soccer. And then when they watch a world soccer game, they basically watching. You know, everyone is there in the stadium, not even wearing mask. Right. Uh-huh. So that was like a jaw dropping effect to a lot of people. So I'm not sure if you see the last couple of days when the Chinese TV, when they uh, try to uh, broadcast the, the uh, soccer world game, they blur out, they blur out all the audience. Yes, I, I, I read about that. And I, um, yes, uh, so that people in China wouldn't see that the people at the games in Qatar aren't wearing masks. Yes. Now, of course, you know, what about those people who go back home to China after they've been, or not just China, for that matter, or the whole world, everybody that's been um, at Qatar in the stadium next to other people, not wearing masks, um, whatever country they belong to when they go home to, that is probably going to bring a new outbreak of um, of COVID in, in various countries. Well, that's what Chinese regime has been doing. They try to uh, always point the fingers. Uh, there was all kind of uh, an official enemies coming official, <coughs> officially from the state-owned media. They they have been trying to say, you know, there are people coming from the uh, uh, foreign countries who brought uh, 
the COVID, uh, that's why, you know, there's all these uh, local uh, cases that take place. And there are, there are funny, really, you know, stupid stories. They say, you know, they identify some uh, males that from uh, from Canada or somewhere, yes. and that actually brought the COVID. Yes. And also, not sure if you you uh, read the story at the very beginning. Uh, that was March of 2020, the uh, very beginning period of the um, the pandemic. The Chinese uh, foreign ministry's spokesperson actually sent a tweet out. That he tweeted out. Um, I I remember that's March 13th. So he sent a tweet out. He said it was. Uh, U.S. military athletes who went to Wuhan to join the military war game in October of 2019 uh-huh. brought the you know the virus to uh-huh. to China and and he even makes statement that United States owe us an uh, uh, an explanation that kind of uh, that kind of uh, uh, that kind of a public statement. So, so you can hear that basically the Chinese uh, communist regime has been making all kind of excuse to continue this zero case policy. Well, now, okay, but here's the big question: um, Is it really because they think that they're that that's the way to either eradicate COVID or um, lessen it uh, a lot, you know, tremendously, the most possible in any case, um, or is it? more to show that um, you have to listen to us, that you have to listen we're, you know, to our policies, whatever we tell you, you know, and, because like in America, um, as you, you know, probably know also, um, uh, it, it really has been seen as not so much, I mean, of course, we don't, we haven't been doing zero COVID, but to the extent that there were lockdowns, you know, in various cities in America and all that, um, there are some people, including myself, who spoke out about um, how this was really more about the government trying to exert its power and um, make us behave, make us, you know, do what they say. Um, to get us used to doing what they say for the future, so it can be more of a dictatorship in the future. I mean, it's kind of an irony because it's the opposite of China. What's happening in China? Well, this is always the case. This is always the case. I mean, uh, the Chinese Communist Party always makes statements that the interests of the party it's the top priority always. It's above the law. It's above the country. Above the people. It's always. I mean, that's. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, you know the, the the statement they're always trying to make. This you know every time there is an argument or wherever the debate that's coming, they always always talk about the part the communist party's interest is top priority. So um, it's always about the government control. It's all about uh, well the Chinese regime. You know they gotta find the words to tell you well what to do and how to do things. Now, going back to something you said earlier about the telephones, the cell phone, the cell phones turning a different color if you've been exposed. What happens? Let's say you're in the mall, and your telephone suddenly goes. Um, I guess yellow is a warning, and right, red is you have definitely been exposed. Is that it? Yeah, yellow means you probably you 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 are you you're positive basically. Okay, and what does red mean? Uh, I'm sorry, that's red. That's red. Uh, red Yellow, you're exposed to danger. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, so let's say you're seeing your phone um, go red or yellow. What happens? Like, does somebody come and grab you? Well, you you will be well. Basically, wherever you are going, they will uh, immediately you know cor- uh, make you uh, self quarantine. So, so they uh, come and, and come to where you are, and they bring you to your home or somewhere. Uh, you you will be quarantined basically, uh, and now how if they are going to lock down the whole facility or the whole district or the uh, or the community that really depends on it's case by case it depends on you know where you are uh, how your local authorities uh, uh, you know what kind of uh, you know rules they are enforcing 
I mean, but that must be so frightening um, that like at any minute, somebody can come and take you to your home or to some lockdown quarantine facility or something. It's like, you know, I mean, you know that in America, there were things, something like that. Um, I don't think it was with colors, but um, certain places had where you could um, you could join the system to be notified if if someone you'd been in contact with um, had COVID. And I purposely, uh, I've never joined that system. I mean, it because it is like Big Brother watching you and then making you do whatever it is. I mean, I don't know what happens in America. I don't, I don't think they come and grab you and put you somewhere, but, but, you know, they know that you're positive. And I, I mean, I, I really am not sure what happens here, but, um, but I didn't want to find out, you know, uh, by joining the system and having, having the government or whoever find out know where I am and, and, uh, you know, and the fact that I, um, have been exposed or whatever, and I'm, and I'm still walking around in the street. Um, I mean, fortunately I haven't been exposed. Well, I mean, I don't know if I've been exposed, but I haven't gotten COVID and I haven't gotten, um, the, um, the vaccine either. I mean, that's another thing, of course, that they're now in China. So are there vaccines or not? Yeah, they, uh, China, they have their own vaccines. Oh, yes. Come to think of it. I saw pictures of that people, the tents, the white tents um, that spring up. Yes. Um, So, I mean, so there should be fewer and fewer people having COVID in China. Is that right? Well, uh, they really depending on this uh, lockdown uh, zero case uh, policy. Really, that's what the Chinese government, Communist uh, regime, uh, try to enforce. They always go going to that policy, and also uh, from what I, what I heard and what I read that the you know the Chinese uh, vaccine are not as effective as. Uh, mm as the vaccines that may here in the United States. Um, I remember there, a few months ago, there was a case, uh, uh, China trying to import a Moderna um, vaccine, but uh, the condition they want is if you, you want to, you know, come into the Chinese market, you have to, you know, give them all the secret, you know, how to, how to uh, how to make the vaccine and Madonna be basically turn around and walk away from the contract. Oh um, yes, 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 because they probably didn't want to reveal all the bad things that are in the. Well, vaccine. it's not. You know, you, you see all these uh, all different technologies that went to China. They all have this kind of like they use. It's like a, try to kidnap you uh, using their market, right? So if you right. come, you want to expose yourself to this huge. Uh, immerse the market, then you have to give, a, you know, you have to sign your, your technology away, right? So, but the next thing is they're going to make it, the, you know, they'll start producing massively, you know, uh, the kind, same kind of things you're making and they take over, uh, you know, you lose, you, you, you may, you know, have the market in China, but then you lose the rest of the market all around the world because they will be able to produce the same thing that you are making in a much cheaper way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, we have another break that we need to take right now. My guest again is Nan Su. He is uh, a senior investigative reporter for the Epic Times. We're talking today about China, as you could tell, and we will be right back. So stay tuned. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the Terrorism Hotline 
And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today. So contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, where we're talking today about China, COVID laws, are the final straw that had been sp- sparking protests against communism. My fascinating guest, uh, Nan Su, is a senior investigative reporter for the Epic Times. As I said earlier, if you're not familiar with the Epic Times, please look into it because it is so refreshing to have uh, a media outlet that um, that tells the truth. Um, and, well, besides... <laughs> There are some media outlets that tell the truth, but not the mainstream media. Um, one of the things that uh, the Epic Times, the Epic Times is a is a print um, online and and on paper, but um, there is also connected to it NTD TV, um, which I have been on a number of times doing interviews, and um, and uh, they have made a movie called. The Final War. So, Mr. Nansu, tell us about that. Well, the Final War. It's it's basically talk about the the threat, the uh, growing threat from from China. Uh, it talk about a one hundred year plot by the Chinese Communist government ever since nineteen forty nine when they take over control of China. They have a hundred year plot to uh, throw out. Uh, you know. Uh, to to destroy the United States, uh, to take over the leadership in the world. Now there's a uh, it, uh, it really revealed. There's a lot of uh, um, eye opening uh, evidence revealed in the movie about how the Chinese Communist government, Russia, and North Korea, Iran, and Taliban. Uh, okay, you have this communist the. Uh, Dictators, and then you have Russia, and you have this uh, uh, religious extremists, and you have these terrorists all coming together. Now, people usually often ask, uh, "What's the common ground for these all these different forces coming together and be, uh, you know f- quickly forming a a big airline in the Eurasian continent? What are the common ground?" Well, the simple answer is that. That's their common enemy. Just think about who is their common enemy. It's United States. Yeah. So, um, so, and there are other countries quickly joining the camp, the alliance like uh, Belarus, like uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, all these countries and joining the alliance and then against the United States. And United States, uh, we are really facing the 
ever escalating threat. And now um, a lot of people do not understand. They, they all, when, when they think about threat, they always think about Russia, Russia, and Russia. Now uh, we need to have a big, big you know picture about uh, where the threat is from. I mean, Russia's economy today it's less than one tenth of China's economy. Russia's economy equal Russia's GDP equals one province. The GDP of one province mm. in China. If you're talking about the threat from North Korea, North Korea it's like uh, one city of China. Uh, you were talking about the economy, the size of the economy. So, you know, think about, you know, uh, all these weapons, uh, drones from Iran, from North Korea going to Russia. You know, who are supporting those? Uh, who are behind those? You know, North Korea, clearly their weapons are from China, right? Uh, and China is the biggest drone-making country. And so all these things, you know, we, we need to make a clear understanding uh you know, uh, Russia's economy today, the size of Russia's economy equal to uh, China's economy 20 years ago before China joining WTO. Uh, so so basically it means you think about it 20 years ago before China joined WTO, China's economy is like less than one tenth of what it is today. So from 2001, China joined up, joining WTO to 2021 in the 20 years, China's economy grow tenfold. And China is taking away the you know the industries, jobs, the technology, consumer market investments from the Western world, but it it has never, you know, has never uh, you know have any intention to do any political reform. And now it becomes the biggest threat of our next generation's lifestyle. Now think about you know the investors think that they need to really think about this. If you're still going to China to make investment, you are trying to make money by killing your next generation. Wait, could you explain that? By killing the next generation, how is that? Yeah, well, if you want to, want, want, if you want, want your 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 children and grandchildren become slave of CCP, that's how you're going to, sure. you know, that's how you know that's the impact you're going to make if you go invest in China. Now, think about this now. I, let, let me give you a number to to have a realistic assessment. Today, uh, the United States total in direct investment. I'm not talking about the trade. Okay, I'm just talking about the cash investment from the United States to China. Uh, uh -huh. Like 120 to 130 billion. Now that's from the United States only. Now, if you're talking about the, you, you you're talking about the entire Western world. That's like hundreds of billions of dollars of investment in china now now just go back to the to to look at the history now think about this during the cold war between the united states the western world and soviet union if the western world throw hundreds of billions of investment to the communist regime in soviet union would the soviet union communist regime ever become collapse would that regime ever actually going to have someone called Gorbachev? It will never happen. So this is the world. This is what's happened. But however, this is what's happening today. See, in, if you look back to the last century of the history of the United States, we have two ways, two totally different ways of dealing with communist regime. One way is the way that we dealt with. Soviet Union, you know, we had a Cold War and enforced, you know, economy in the Soviet Union really total to the level of, to the point of a total collapse. And then we have a different way. We keep giving money and then hoping, you know, making the communist regime in China become richer and richer. Eventually, all of a sudden, overnight, it will change. So now, wait a second. So is that um, Biden doing that? I didn't realize we were investing all these billions and billions. Um, is that since by? I mean, I don't think Trump was doing that, was he? Oh well, this this policy, uh, this, our 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 China policy has been totally wrong ever since Henry Kissinger visited Beijing in the early seventies. 
So all you know, it's a bipartisan uh, problem that we just we just had this such a rosy picture. We don't know who gave this idea, but however, that rosy picture that's you know projecting the future of Chinese Communist Party after it become richer, it will become a part of a democratic world. Uh, that's just not real. That's just a, a totally uh, a wishful thinking, a rosy picture that will never become re reality. And, and and but however, you know, it was you know, it's our China policy that made the the continuation of this regime. You know, it was you know, uh, President Trump uh, uh, back in January of twenty eighteen when he started. The trade war with China, that was the turning point, actually, you know, turning our whole China policy to a totally different uh, direction. And uh, right now, uh, uh, I, I think we have like uh, in the Congress, our congressional leaders have a, a bipartisan support of, you know, continuation of the China policy in the direction set by President Trump, which, you know, but however, I think, you know, we need to be much stronger uh, in the direction and moving much quicker. If you watch this movie, The Final War, then you are going to see there's a lot of things that we talk about, such as, you know, Taiwan is so important, uh, such as why the Indo-Pacific strategy is biggest, you know, the biggest threat in the Indo-Pacific region. That's, you know, China, you know, there's all things, you know, it's going to open your eyes. Yeah, that sounds really fascinating. And and people can, um, how can people get to that? Well, you can simply just type Epoch Times, The Final War, or you can just go to uh, epochtimes.com, our webpage. It's on the front page. You know, you can find the you know, movie, The Final War. It's a, it's a, it's a new documentary just released. Yes, I, I, okay, I saw, I saw it on the, uh, on your li I clicked the link in any case, but I, um, that, yes, that, uh, really does seem like it should be something everybody watches. Um, so to get back to a couple of things, uh, well, actually one, while we're talking about the, 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 um, the documentary, um, tell us a little bit about the Epic times, how that was founded, what the reason was behind the Epic times being founded. Oh yeah, the Epoch Times was found uh, was uh, you know started by a group of uh, scholars, students that uh, that came out of China uh, back uh, in the early uh, like eighties and nineties. They felt that uh, it's necessary to establish the independent independent news channel to have news in and out of China without government censorship. That's how it started. Right now, the Epoch Times are published in 36 countries with 21 languages. And, uh, you know, we, we, we trying to give, uh, we have two slogans, uh, in our organization. It's called truth and tradition. We pay high respect to all the traditional values. Uh, either from American culture or culture, uh, the Western culture or the traditional Chinese culture, while we, you know, we really give people facts, uh, you know, because we try to make a report based on what's so-called uh, traditional journalism, you know, the, 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 the journalism, the reports without bias. Yes, and it's not just about China. I mean, there's a lot about China, but there's also just general news information about things going on in the world. Yes. Well, we have come to uh, the end of the show. You are a fascinating man. <laughs> and this has been um, really, really uh, fascinating. Um, so I would like to thank you again, Mr. Nan Su. Oh, thank you, Dr. Carol. Thank you for having me today. You're very welcome. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.